Are you ready for this jelly? Are you ready for this ASMR. <laughs> the, most whisper, the most whisper take of Bootylicious I've ever heard in my life. Dear God. Can we just cold open with that? Yeah, fuck. Oh, Wally's Finger Guns Podcast, everyone. <laughs> it's uh, great. Great. Dave on the Bootylicious. <laughs> and uh, I'm bringing that booty back, Jimmy, and I'm joined here with. <laughs> Big Tasty Tony B. Hell yeah. Dave, the destroyer of worlds. Destroyer booties and booties, both whatever <laughs> equally, <day>. both <laughs> at an equal amount. <laughs> Worlds and booties, Dave does not discriminate. <laughs> How's everyone doing? Great, I am burnt the fuck out, man. Like, I mean, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. is just intense. Yes, happy, happy no. belated Thanksgiving yes. to all of our Canadian listeners, and happy yeah. belated Columbus Day to our American yeah, listeners. Fuck Columbus, um, <laughs> fuck Columbus. He was an Italian American <laughs> hero, he was a son of a bitch. <laughs> Do you think you that Christopher Columbus could talk about your mother like that? Do you think you'd appreciate it? Did my mother enslave a bunch of Native Americans? Well, his mother probably didn't. Well, I mean, he could also... <laughs> like, let's also... <laughs> True. <laughs> let's also remember, he didn't, he didn't even land here, fam. Not even, not even North America. He landed somewhere in the Caribbean. Yeah. And was like, this is it! <laughs> you fucking idiot. <laughs> <sighs> anyway. History... I have, with Jimmy. I have Always. two bits of exciting news. Oh, yeah. Number one, mm-hmm. the writer strike is officially over yes. now. Like, yes. officially yes. ratified. We, it's over. We had the late breaking news last time. <laughs> it's fucking Thank over. Fuck. So <laughs> now we got to get the actor strike done. Hopefully they get what they want and they get rid of this AI bullshit. And my other point was mm-hmm. I listened to my very first audiobook. Oh, how was that? It was lovely. What'd you listen to? Lovely. Why uh, is this news? I, I don't. I don't read anymore. Dave doesn't know how to read. <laughs> Literally, okay. if, you ask, if you ask Alyssa, she could probably pull out multiple books that have, that are like, maybe like 50 pages in, and then there's a bookmark, and then I just never went back. <laughs> <laughs> Not even 50, maybe 10. <laughs> Sounds about right. So I actually listened beginning to end of an audiobook, so I'm proud hey, of myself. Good job. Proud of myself. Good job. Jeanette McCurdy's uh, I'm Glad My oh, Mom Died. Oh, yeah. I didn't mean to read that. Very, very good. Excellent. Very, it's not as funny as I thought it would be, Yeah, but it definitely... There's funny moments, and then there's moments where you're just like, oh, this is awful. Mm. So good for her. Good yeah. for the, the writing is great. She does the audiobook. She so does it. All right, cool. It's wonderful. And, you know, she describes her first blowjob, which, you know, okay, cool. <laughs> Dave, Dave, Dave lit the candles and turned out the lights for that moment. I of did course. not. I did not. It was super creeps. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I never really watched iCarly, so I didn't really, oh, sure. I didn't yeah, really well, know much about yeah. her. So listening to her kind of deliver her memoir and all yeah. the shit she had to go through, like, it's... Wait, iCarly just got canceled, didn't it? The revival. She the wasn't. Revival. She was on the original. Okay, she yeah. didn't come back for the revival. She's not Carly. She's okay. Sam. She's Sam. Okay. She is not iCarly. <laughs> okay. 
She's Sam. Um, She's her Sam. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, if you haven't read it yet or listened to it, you should. It's all very, very good. It's on my list. Yeah. After I get through my fucking Oppenheimer book. Oh. It's dense. Do it. It's dense and very non-fictional and very, oh, good God, this is a lot of... It's War and Peace next. Yeah, and then the art of war. I was literally going to say it's the art of war. Yeah. The art of Sun war. Tzu. <laughs> Sun to do. Oh. Anyway, you want to get the show on the road? We can yeah. talk about some fucking movies. Yeah, it's, nobody wants to hear us talk about books. <laughs> this is not a book, <laughs> a book podcast. <laughs> we're just we're just audiobook adjacent. Yes. <laughs> just adjacent. <laughs> All right, let's get to it. So we got to return. Yeah. Normal seg. Yeah. The best man worst. Yeah, buddy. All right. We haven't done this in a while. Yeah. Um, What do I want to talk about? Who wants to start? I guess I I can start. All right. Go for it. All right. So uh, I've been watching actually a lot of good movies lately Uh and and some real shit. But uh, the best one I've watched recently. um, Oh, we're going with best. Okay. Yeah. We'll go with with best. Big ups to Dog Soldiers, which is fucking awesome. Um, Just came on uh, Shutter. I'm very excited. It's fucking awesome. Uh, my best is uh, OG Halloween from 1978, directed by John Carpenter and starring the immortal Jamie Lee Curtis. Dope, 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 dope. Nice. I haven't seen nice. it in a very, very long time, uh, but I watched my 4K Screen Factory release, which is magnificent. Sure, and, brag, everybody. Yeah. Humble brag. And, uh, but yeah, it's a great fucking movie. Not as violent as I remember it being and a little longer than I remember it being, but like the yeah. tension, the music, Jamie Lee, it's just, it's a very intense experience and I can see how it has become kind of hollowed ground and how everybody fucking stole from it. Right. Literally everybody stole from that fucking thing. But yeah, just I wish it was a one and done. Sure. It's so fucking like, it's so fucking good. Where you just like, it's like, why? Like, I know, like, I don't know. Hindsight 2020 type thing. I don't know. It's amazing. If you haven't seen it, you need to watch it. It's definitely better than the last two Halloween movies. (laughs) Sure. The last three. Yeah. Probably. Every Halloween movie since the original. <laughs> we, uh, I remember during the pandemic when Cineplex was having like the, they were like redoing like the old movies and stuff. In October, me and Melissa went to see Halloween on the big oh, screen nice. and it was fucking amazing. Nice. Yeah. I'm still happy we went to the world premiere of uh, Halloween Away. Yeah. 2018. 2018. 2018. And fucking Michael Myers was just hanging out in the fucking rafters. Yeah, yeah. Oh my <laughs> God. That end. That end, man. Oh my God. Everything about that screen was fucking perfect. Yeah. That was good stuff. That was good stuff. Tony, you're best. Yeah, buddy. Um, we're going to appease one of our uh, listeners. Our fan, super fan of the podcast, Stefan and Delcado. Yeah. Oh. He made a request for a review. Sure. So I'm going to hit him and yeah. hit our listeners yeah. with uh, my review and my best of this past two weeks. Teenage Ninja Turtles. Oh, good. I wanted to talk about that, too. Mutant. What is Teenage it called? Mutant, Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mutant Mayhem. Mutant yes, Mayhem. Mutant Mayhem. Okay. I watched the first 20 minutes and Quentin wasn't into it, so I couldn't watch anymore. 
Tell Talk us. to me, Goose. Tell There's the resident TMNT connoisseur. <laughs> it's true. There was things I liked about it. Yeah. There was things I was on board for. There were sure. things that I wasn't on board right. for. But uh, Spider-Verse walked so that the Ninja Turtles could run. So a lot of movies yeah. could run at this point. Yeah. yeah. I think it owes a lot to Spider-Verse yeah. because the animation was fucking insane. Yeah, it was nuts. It was nice. Uh, I was actually, it was nice, a nice welcome change for a Ninja Turtle movie to be yep. in animation, to mm-hmm. be in uh, animated and not live action. Uh, it was that one from 07. Yeah, I don't really count that one We're, because that movie was kind of dog shit. I don't remember being off. Chris yeah, Evans was, was Casey Jones. Fine, Tony. <laughs> I, I like that the turtles were teenagers. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That was excellent. That and was you fun. know what? I kind of liked the origin story. Yeah. Again. Yeah, I yeah, liked yeah. I liked how they did it. I liked it. And it was a nice fresh take. Jackie Chan. I don't know how you thought about Jackie Chan being Splinter, but I fucking loved I it. I loved it. I loved it. I think Jackie Chan is a great Splinter. <laughs> he was great. Like there was like that, that uh, Dave, I might ruin a little bit you, of it. I'm going to try not to. About, you talk about um, it. There was that like flashback scene with him and the young turtles and like he has like yeah. a little, a little yeah. afro. I fucking yeah. love it. It was that. so good. He had a mustache too, didn't he? And he had a mustache too. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Good. Oh, it's so, so good. But I liked I liked how it was like an updated version. It was like a Gen Z version yeah. of the Ninja Turtles because you have all the pop culture references yeah. of today's youth, right? Yeah. But there was enough Easter eggs that if you're a true and devoted Ninja Turtle fan like I am, um, you'll pick th- you'll pick things up, mm. right? Like there was uh, when they got human clothes, like there was like a, there was a costume that Mikey got and it was like the long baggy jeans, the Hawaiian shirt and the bucket hat. Yeah. And he had that in Ninja Turtles 3. Oh, uh, there you right? go. So... Yeah. And there's like these little things, and I also liked how the villain wasn't Shredder right off the hop, yeah. right? Because you know Ninja Turtle Shredder, like always they always Shredder, go hand in yeah. hand. Yeah. But I like how it was like a nice little like interlude yeah. to um to how it was gonna be. Obviously, the friends, a little weird. Yeah. A little weird. But I'm glad that they, they did something different. It's nice yes. and fresh. Um the, <sighs> There's one thing that I really disagreed with it. Okay. But I just don't want to. I don't want to. Tony, do it. I didn't like how Rocksteady and Bebop turned into their friends. Yeah. I mean. So they're like super friends? (laughs) Kind of. Kind of. Yeah. The way that it happens makes sense. Yeah. To me, just. Yeah. It was just kind of like, oh, I guess. Okay. Right, because they've always been, yeah. they've always been always like been, the, yeah. the 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 number twos, to, not number twos, but like the henchmen to Shredder. Yeah, right. Um, but I like that whole mutant aspect, that storyline. That wasn't really bothered by the plot at all. It was actually more fleshed out, yeah. more than regular Ninja Turtle storylines. Yes. Yeah. Um, but the yeah. whole thing of like you know figuring out who you are, exactly. Who you know, figuring out who you are, where you are in the world, how you want people to perceive you, yep. um, that kind of thing. The, the, the overall family and yep. like how they all like come into their own. Yep. Um, I really like that, and just like the the, the message, man. Yep. It was very very yep. nice, wholesome message. Um, definitely recommend it. Yes, I'm definitely glad, glad that I pre-ordered the Happy Hand Job 4K Limited Edition Steelbook. Sure. Copy Amazon. You're welcome. Sure. <laughs> um, I'm kind of disappointed I didn't see it in the theater, but you know yeah. what? Like, I'm glad. A lot of people said that I was going to hate it. Oh, um, I didn't. I definitely didn't think that. I knew I was. I knew I was going to love it. Seth Seth Rogen and, uh, and uh, what's his name? Uh, Ivan Goldberg. Ivan Goldberg. Goldberg. Uh, they knocked it out of the park. You could tell that it was a Ninja Turtles movie made by fans of Ninja Turtles. That's fair. That's totally fair. Yeah. I like that. But yeah, 
Cool. I don't know if I would have completely given Spider-Man all the credit for like the way the movie looks. I think you, I think we should just give it credit that Spider-Man made they made a Spider-Man movie that's not just fucking CGI fucking animation. That yeah. it was more hand-drawn because this the twenty minutes I watched was beautiful. Yeah, and it was very like the cell shading and the the hand-drawn stuff looked great. And even I liked the, I liked the, the music, look of the it. music yes. too. The music soundtrack was incredible. That little like nod to the 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 fucking ninja rat. Yes. No notes. Yes. Oh, and fucking we were just talking about it too. Uh push it to the limit. Yeah. yeah. Push it to the limit too. Push it to the limit, which yeah, that like, never comes up. The why they uh they brought back they brought back the um the Fuck, I can never remember. They the, did I Need a Hero, didn't they? But they did like a like an interlude instead. They didn't do like the mute they only did like the instrumental part to it, I thought. Yes, yeah, yeah. there was that. They also during the uh during the, the car chase scene they had uh the um what's going on the yeah and then they did both they did the original and then it sped up to like the the weird youtube one with he-man from yeah. way back in the day that yeah. no one remembers that's amazing i was yeah. just like i had the biggest grin on my face during the whole thing <laughs> the origin story of how they got the van like <laughs> that's fucking incredible <sighs> i'm just gonna that's add fun. an extra shout, shout out that it's the 10 year anniversary this week of when i met mr vanilla ice <laughs> as he prefers to be called and i got him to sign something that says go ninja go ninja go very jealous very jealous but it was just so good it's so good i'm very excited to see where it goes i'm hoping they keep up the intensity and they don't downgrade it for the tv series yeah uh and sequels setting up in the nice thing i'm a little again a little upset casey jones isn't there but like you know what they're just they're they're making they're planting seeds and seeing where it takes them mm. So good i'm excited i'm excited to see where the, where the future lies nice i hope that was enough for you stefan yeah you're welcome buddy <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome i'll take your next request anytime yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah mr jimmy all right uh well that was going to be one of my best so that's fine that we take that one out of the out of the mix and i'll go on to uh uh, you had to have known I was going to talk about. The I figured. I was gonna, I knew it was coming up. If you didn't, I was going to be. I was going to be the one to jump it off. So yeah. it's fine. One of the two of us was going to kick <laughs> that one off. Um, so I'm going to pivot to my next one uh, that I had as well. I want to talk about Saw Ten. Oh God, Saw Ten. Saw X. Saw X. Like Fast X, we have now Saw X. Um, It'd be a good doubleheader. Yeah, I'm putting this in the best only because. It, there's a ranking of three that I'm going for here. None of the, like it's a very low best. It, it's just making the cut. Were there a lot of people there that you could tell were doing Saw Patrol that weekend? Uh, I couldn't figure that out. There was definitely <laughs> fucked up, man. There's definitely there's definitely some younger generation there that I was like, I don't know about this guys, but all right. Um, it was like younger kids in front of me, so maybe they were doing Saw Patrol. I'm like, that's that's a choice. Uh, this movie's interesting. Um, trying to make, uh, John a protagonist. John Kramer. John Kramer a protagonist is a very, very tall ask. Like, it's a big sweat. That's a, that's a lot of shit that you, and like in the 10th movie, you need to make me root for him. He has been a butcher for so many movies. Whether he's been alive, dead, or off screen. Well, you you root for Jason and Freddy. Why not root for John Kramer? Yeah, I I think it's just like the the sort of the way it's been painted up until now is it hasn't been 
the most pleasant. Like, I feel like Jason and Freddy, I think, had a... They had a following beforehand. Yeah. Like, it started out with, you could, you could, like, who the fuck was rooting for John Kramer in Saw 1? Right. Well, Jason's not in fucking True. Friday the... Th- or he's not the killer not in the first song. Spoilers. He's a, fucking, he's a fucking menace in two. Anyway. Um, yeah, he's fucking you have to You have to kind of, like, shift your perspective. So they spend a lot of... Uh, there's a long stretch of this movie where it is being the least Saw it could possibly be. Huh. Um, it's a lot of time you're spending with John Kramer, um, who is trying to get his cancer cured. Um, which has been his ongoing struggle. So this takes place between Saw 1 and Saw 2. No, or is it no t- Saw 2, two Saw 3. Saw 2 and Saw 3. Uh, and um, John Kramer looks fine. Uh, well, that's because uh, fucking Tobin Bell's, Tobin Bell's 81. Yeah. And so he probably, it probably isn't much of a stretch to make him look yeah, like he was a haggard cancer yeah. patient. He was, he was there. Uh, and uh, But Shawnee Smith is back as Amanda. And oh, is the same actress? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Oh, it's been it's been a long time. <laughs> oh, it's been a long time inside two movies. It's been a long time to put this in between Saw Two and Saw Three. It's been a while. It has been a while. Um It's been a long time. Should so look let you, let you. when this movie is Saw. Yeah. It's, it's like doing the sawing. Yeah. It's Holy shit, I squirmed in my seat and multiple times. Love it. The the sort of puzzles that they set up, which I won't spoil, but because they are good, um, made me squirm um, in so many various different ways. Like all of that was excellent. And then even like the, you know, the way that the ending plays out, there's sort of like the usual sort of saw. Yeah. Did the music play? Oh, it did. Of okay. course it did. Of course if it did. If music didn't play, then just chuck it in the bin, <laughs> yeah. man. Like. No, so there's a whole excellent thing at the end that's it's very good the way that it's so when it's at its most saw it's fun and a yeah. lot of fun and you'll enjoy it and you'll squirm if you are kind of squeamish at a little bit of body horror. If you are squeamish at body horror, this won't be for you. Um but you have to go through such a such a dearth of non-saw that it's kind of it's kind of shitty in the middle like like they did what they could to be like start off a little slow and it's very like heartfelt and whatever and then they throw a saw moment in the middle just just to have fun and then you have to wait a while a while a while and then you are zero to a hundred very quickly is his girlfriend in it his girlfriend yeah no no, okay. No, because she shows up in the later movies. Yeah, no, no. And she no. was like one it's of just the... it's just him and then and then uh, and then Amanda and Amanda. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's it. I remember, or I read a quote from the one of the producers or something that said like they regret killing off uh, Jigsaw and Slap Three, and I was yeah. like, yeah, uh, you think? Yeah, you think? Dumbass. <laughs> that was a fucking bad idea. Stupid. Stupid. Like now they have to fill in these weird slots in between the movies if they want to the do Saw franchise like, is like honestly like one of the best because like the fucking continuity is completely God. all over the fucking but, place. But, uh, you gotta respect that continuity. You <laughs> yes, gotta respect yeah. it because other movies they don't re- like Friday the Thirteenth. There's no real continuity in that no, series. It's just hopes <laughs> and dreams. Yeah. 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 Car and farts in that fucking, one. Yeah. Like there's no real continuity yeah. in horror. Yeah. But like there is continuity. There is continuity. They they go out of their way to make sure that (laughs) the continuity sticks. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh god. And like, wasn't Saw isn't isn't Saw Four adjacent to Saw Three? It's happening at the same time. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I think Saw Four right. is the one that's happening at the same time as Saw Three. That's the one with Donnie, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah Love yeah. it. Fucking. Um, anyway, oh, man. But I, you know he's, what? He's, like, he's eighty-one. They can't. They can't no. keep going. Like he doesn't. No. Oh, you can't, you can't. You can't. Like I don't want to say he's going to die immediately but you can't really hang your fucking yeah yeah and assume he's gonna be able to keep pumping these movies yeah. out <laughs> you know what though Isn't like there a, not another saw movie like greenland uh, for like next year there's probably al- there's always it's gonna take a- place between saw x and saw three <laughs> it's just gonna keep they're going to expand that timeline out <laughs> carrie alves is gonna come back yeah he needs to always come back oh come man on. yeah Dr. we need carrie always back um, every revive, movie revive fucking Danny Clever too. Yeah, you're at it. every movie could use more Carrie Elwes. Yes, or bring, anyway. back, bring back fucking Chris Rock or whatever. Oh, god. whatever his name. Who, who was it? Uh, oh god, he's in Social Network. He's in. Oh my god, he's the Finkelvoss twins no not the winkle lie <laughs> keep going keep going i'll anyway, figure out his name you, um, you'll know I, 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 I don't know that i would say rush out and see it in a theater oh it's gonna be on vod before halloween buddy. yeah they did that on purpose i would i would totally totally recommend seeing it if, yeah, if yeah, you've watched the other saws if you do enjoy you the know, body you horror, know I, do. I know you do so <laughs> tony watch it and, and then come back to me and talk to me about it because like i want to i want to know sort of how you felt about it because that that was just me i like i enjoyed it and when it was saw as i said it was saw it yeah. was great of and course. gruesome and oh max mingillo yeah. was who i was talking yes. about yeah wait he's in one he's in spiral nice from the book of saw from the book of saw samuel l jackson's in that movie too yeah, wild is weird wild is uh, right. wild times anyway there you go there's my best cool 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 cool, cool. dave Mammy. Okay, so my man is uh, another film that's in theaters now. Sure. It's uh, it's called She Came to Me, and it stars Peter Dinklage, mm. Anne Hathaway, and Marissa Tomei. Mm. And it is basically like a modern day love story. Uh, he is uh, an opera composer, and he has a bit of um, writer's block. Mm. And he's married to Anne Hathaway and she's a therapist and she encourages him to like go out and, you know, get unblocked type thing. And he meets up, he goes to a bar, he meets up with Marissa Tomei. Marissa Tomei is a a tugboat captain <laughs> and she's not, Sorry. she's, she's a, yeah, I'm this not. Isn't, this isn't written by Woody Allen. <laughs> And they end up sleeping together. He kind of she unlocks. She's the muse type thing. And then like all the cards are coming down. And at the same time as this is happening, there's like a little subplot with his stepson and someone else's daughter, the cleaner's daughter. And then fucking oh God, what's his stupid name? I don't know why I called him stupid. He's not stupid. He's are we, a great are we actor. sure this isn't written by Woody no, Allen? No, it's not a Woody Allen movie. It's it it feels Woody Allen-ish. Brian Darcy James, who oh, is wow. he's uh he's a stenographer who also is a Civil War buff. Oh. And he's like a general in the Civil War reenactments. Oh, and he has an issue with the stepson because he's black and it's there's like a race thing a race thing and then there's also like he's 18 and the daughter is 16 so then there's like a sad like 
I'm literally throwing so all, all of this all the boxes. You, they just needed to tip. I'm throwing all this at you. I like the movie is all over the fucking place. Right. And it goes from fucking 239 widescreen to 137 full frame to 230. That just keeps going. Like it's there's switching? no rhyme. There's yeah. Wow. You know how like <sighs> Uh, fan, fan, fan of the podcast, friend of the podcast, Kalen hated Oppenheimer for doing the the, the switch, switch right? Okay, because she didn't understand that yeah. that's just a Nolanism. Yeah, but he usually does it for a reason. Yeah, you're switching to full frame IMAX, right? Yeah. There's no reason to change here because mm. I was like, oh, maybe they're doing it like this is a different plot, this different yeah, storyline, yeah, yeah. so this one's going to be like this, but then. It's not. Yeah. And then it's just like various interludes are in full frame. And, uh, then, and then it cuts back to wide and it's, it's fucking, it's odd. And yeah, like Peter Dinklage is great. Sure. And him wearing a, uh, an ill-fitting life jacket is mm. very funny. Mm. Um, but Anne Hathaway is wasted. Marissa Tomei is wasted. Yeah. It's just, it's fucking weird. But I was, I was, I, I was never bored. Well, I mean, I don't, know, I don't know how you get bored. That just sounds like a wild time. It, it was literally like, I don't really like, it's just I don't a think modern, you have time to breathe, but it's just a modern love story. <laughs> sure. 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 Let's it's go fun. with that. It's fun. all right. And yeah, all tug, right. tugboat captain. Cool. <laughs> And uh, she's a former romance and love addict. Oh. Recovering romance and love addict. Sure. <laughs> Sorry. But love addict? Yeah. She like falls in love very easily. Okay. And she's cool. a, and she cool. apparently her therapist, her court mandated therapist. Court her, mandated. Yeah. Told her that she couldn't watch romantic movies for like a year or something. Now that you meant, I didn't think of it at the time, but now that you mentioned Woody Allen, like are we sure? It's very. <laughs> it's, Tony it's, was there with tugboat captain. <laughs> as soon as you said tugboat captain, I was like, it's, it's Woody Allen. No one writes that kind of shit. Writing. It's. It's very ask Woody Allen ask. Okay. What about Wes Anderson? It's tugboat not, captain would be fucking Wes Anderson too. Yeah, well, that's just a yeah. The rest of this seems too chaotic. It's it's just very chaotic and deadpan, and it it's not as elaborate yeah. as a Wes Anderson, yeah. but like Woody Allen, like Woody Allen for sure. Like when you think of a prototypical Woody Allen character in a Woody Allen script, yeah, it's very similar to that. Yeah, a neurotic Jew. Okay, there were no, <laughs> we're getting off. Actually, topic. there is there is a oh Jesus a Catholic fucking spin. Fun. <laughs> oh, but um, the director is uh, Rebecca Miller, and she also directed Maggie's Plan and The Ballad of Jack and Rose, and she was. She sure. wrote proof. I'm sure none of these movies make sense to you. Nope. But she was also she's also an actor, and she was in the Mayor Witz story stories uh new and abridged or whatever the fuck it's called oh new and selected Noah she's Bombach. not she's not the sister but I th she's the one that I like know, adam, I, I remember nothing of that okay <laughs> she's the, she's like the love interest for adam sandler okay cool when i go on my noah Bombach kick i'll uh start with that i've one. been doing a no i've been on a no Bombach click i look for forward to your list on letterbox yes Excellent. yes the last thing i want to say is joanna kulig 
I hope I didn't say her name wrong. She's uh, she's the the cleaner, mm-hmm. and she is the female lead in Cold War. And I have been oh, meaning to watch Cold oh, War yeah. forever. Yeah, yeah, definitely forever and a day. Same. I yeah. wanted to see that Same. movie. So seeing her walk across and talk, and I was like, I should be watching Cold War. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yes. And she was also in fucking Knox Goes Away. Knox Goes Away. Okay. Wait, was she, she the Knox? was she the prostitute? Yeah, I think so. Prostitute number one. <laughs> She that that literally that's like the only person she could possibly that, be. Literally, that's the and only she thing that would, fits yeah, the bill. That's who it was. Yeah, that's who it was. Amazing. Cool. So Matt. Cool. But also in theaters right now. Wonderful. Tell me. Uh, I'm gonna cheat a little bit. Uh, I'm just gonna put in a little second best because I don't really have it. That's fine. Weak. Shut your face. Okay, so I want to paint you a picture. Mm. This is also why I wanted to talk about it because I wanted you to paint the picture. Go for it. Because it literally took this happened like three or four weeks ago, and I literally wanted to tell you guys about it. Okay, so I was so watching Bob Ross me. last night. And What's you, that? I was watching Bob Ross last night. I can do this. I can okay. paint this. Go. Okay. So it's Friday night. Yeah. Melissa's having dinner with her friends. Right. I'm home alone. Right. Make a nice bowl of ramen. Uh huh. And I'm looking for a movie. So going on about minute like twenty nine half an hour trying to find a fucking movie because I just want to watch a horror movie. Yeah. Um. I That's was like, not the kind of movie I thought you'd be watching. <laughs> so watch that uh, uh, 4k uh vinegar syndrome one you got oh yeah it's on it's on it's on the the, the couch over there actually <laughs> um so i found a movie yeah that movie is a canadian horror movie mm-hmm. when you think of canadian horror this movie is definitely at the top of the list mm-hmm. uh it is a nice little werewolf teen movie mm. Uh, Passchendaele. <laughs> That's it. It's a film called Ginger Snaps. Squirrel Hockey Musical. Ginger Snaps. <laughs> Ginger Snaps. Never seen it. I've always wanted to. Holy shit, David. Remember. Yeah. I'm eating. Yeah. And I wanted to make sure that the movie was going to be copacetic with what I... Food? Food-wise. With the ramen. With the ramen. Uh, should have watched Tampopo. I know. I should have. <laughs> Stupid mistake. Now, you guys obviously have not seen Ginger Snaps. Correct. Okay. Well, Ginger Snaps features a lot of animal deaths. And I don't mean like animal deaths. I mean like skin, like picked the bone. And like a lot of like, a lot of like, and like skin, skin being like ripped apart and stuff. No. Guys, I got 15 minutes in and I'm just like, that's enough. (laughs) Nope. I paused it, finished my (laughs) meal and then went back. Uh, that's the first 15 minutes buddy the first 15 minutes I just kept looking down at my food and I looked at the thing and I was like this isn't a movie you eat to what was I thinking Um, all kidding aside don't watch it when you eat obviously I was serious when I said when you think of Canadian horror you think of this movie this movie is is fucking awesome and it is gnarly as fuck um Practical effects, you know me. I always harp on the practical effects. Practical effects are fucking aces. The transformation nice. scene um, would rival American Werewolf in London, nice. obviously. That's High the praise. only thing you think of. Yeah. Um, it doesn't hold a candle to that, obviously. Yeah, but, but for a fucking Canadian 2001 horror movie, when the budgets to can- Canadian horror at that point in time weren't that great, yeah. 
Um, have they gotten better? Ten thousand dollars on a can of pop. They look. They look. <laughs> they look better. They look. They 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 look can like of, they have more money. Can of pop, probably a case of Molson Canadian. Labatt <laughs> <laughs> blue guy. Labatt blue. Um, Molson export. No, this Labatt ice. Labatt ice. Um, hold on a second. I just want to get the actress's name because she is next level in this. Um, if I'm correct, it's Susan Sarandon's daughter. No, no, Nina Sarandon. No, no, I'm completely wrong. Uh, her name is Catherine Isabel. Um, she is absolutely insane, and the uh, actress who plays her sister, Emily Perkins. Yeah. Um, she is next level too. Oh, holy shit! The yeah. two, the two of them, the chemistry that they have together as as um as sisters, just unreal, and um, hmm. yeah. That's what all the, right. it's it's so it's just so good because it's it, it's it's it centers around the story of like um, uh, a teenager getting their first period and then turning that sp- and then spinning that into a werewolf story. Oh, oh, I like that because okay. the girl because yeah. the girl they're like running from something and like they're they're just being stupid. And then all of a sudden the the one sister gets her period and she's just like and everyone's freaking out about it and then in the next moment she's getting mauled by a fucking werewolf because a werewolf smells blood obviously right sure as it does and then we and then we're off and then that's it okay 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 it sprung two sequels so there's a trilogy um i've heard that the second one is equally as good but obviously nothing holds candle the first one yeah and then the third one goes completely fucking left field like 1800s like they go back oh, in time kind the of beginning yeah. the beginning yeah, yeah. they they're were really the two of them were released in the year same year they're interesting um, they're bringing out a trilogy from second sight oh shit. but it's, in blue, oh. it's on blu-ray so you need to get Damn. a region free Damn. but that's coming out soon and i had this really random elaborate dream and I don't remember all of the details, but yeah. it all led up to me going to a screening of Ginger Snaps. That's fucked up. Which I've never seen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you mentioning Ginger Snaps, I was just yeah. like, huh. <laughs> also, Maybe I'll have to boost it up on the list. Seriously, yeah. no, I definitely, you definitely should. It's a fucking fantastic movie. And I also want to just give a big fuck you to uh, Scream Factory yeah. because Scream Factory has this nice special edition of ginger snaps yeah remember the movie's canadian yeah and on the scream factory website only ships to the states that's probably because somebody else has the rights in canada yeah but still it's on amazon i literally just saw it on amazon that edition you were just talking the edition that i was just talking about all right well fuck me then i'll eat my my fist because i'd I'd wait because obviously if they're remastering it in the uk that means that it'll show up somewhere fingers crossed or you just buy a when you buy your 4K player, make sure it's region free. Yep. But you guys are definitely it's it's spooked over it's spooked over right now. You guys definitely should uh, yes. put it put it on your list. Absolutely. Just I like uh, this. it's it's it you might get a little squeamish. All right. Yeah, right. It is it That's is fair. unapologetic and That's it's fair. vicious. All right. All right. Giddy up. Ready for my meta? Mr. Jimmy. Tony, we gotta talk about something. Okay. We gotta talk about a um on this podcast rating scale that we've created. Oh, fuck yes, Bob. We're going to talk about the existence of Nocebo. Fuck yes. Finally. It's been what? Almost a year? It's been almost a year. <laughs> yes. I hope I, I still remember finally, what you're saying. I about it. finally watched Nocebo. 
in all of its glory, and it was fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I wasn't anticipating who was in it. Like, when Tony was talking, like, I've only noted as one to Nocebo, but I guess I forgot the time that he actually discussed Nocebo. So I started watching him, and I was like, Mark Strong's in this? Yep. Eva Green's in this? Eva Green. Okay. Um... Yeah, so for for a refresh, since it is October now and it feels more fitting to talk about Nocebo. Spooktober. Spooktober. Is that really what we're going to talk about? I guess so. (laughs) Um, So a fashion designer hires a nanny. The nanny comes to live with this family. It's just a uh, wife, husband, daughter uh, to look after the daughter. And things start getting spooky. There's another one like that yeah. called Nanny that came out recently. Oh, I gotta see Nanny. It was at I, Sundance last year, I think. On Criterion. And it's month. on Criterion now. Interesting. I went to Criterion. Maybe it's maybe it's the best version of Nocebo. <laughs> it, it's um, more it it has to do more with racial politics. Mm. Yeah. This well, I mean this kind of does kind too, of, yeah. in a way. Kind of. It's dealing sort of with uh, 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 fast fashion and uh, consequences of uh, in its messaging. Oh, shit. (laughs) Yeah. Um, It's like appendage? No, not quite. Um, You do slowly watch Eva Green go insane throughout the course of the movie. Um, cool that culminating that oh shit was me just it just like literally like hit me like a shotgun yeah. blast of the memory of this movie yeah <laughs> like it starts off weird and you're just like i don't know where this is going and then like it continually gets weirder and it just like, gets oh, going more down uh, the rabbit hole i don't know i don't know if i like this and then in, in intercut is interspersed like um part of the nanny's backstory um sort of cut in between but the way that it ends oh good god it's fucked up. It's real fucked up. So there's a reason why we have the one to nocebo skin. Yeah. It's the stuff with nightmares. All right. Yeah. But I mean, I'm still putting this in med. Like, I, I, it's, oh, not, like, it's, it's not, not like reinviting the fight. Yeah. It's not reinventing the wheel. Like. But as a scale for shutter, one to nocebo makes a lot of sense. Um, because yeah, it, it, it goes places and it's like, it's a, it's a brisk. I think it's only an hour and a half. Yeah. It's a brisk. Um, it leaves a, it leaves its mark. Minutes. It leaves it, its mark on you. Yeah, um, emotionally. Yeah, and like I honestly, just before I started talking about, it, I was like, do I even? Because you were like, I don't know if I remember this movie. I was like, I don't know if I remember this movie, and then it immediately came back. It's all there. Um, that's good. All I right. do recommend it. I, I'm not saying it's like the the greatest thing you're ever gonna watch, but like as a good movie for Spooktober, it's fine. It's it's a good it's a good entry in Spooktober. I think. And if you haven't seen it, Dave, you should, so that you understand one to nocebo. Because now I do. So now anytime Tony throws out a rating for a shutter minute, I get it. I get that reference. I just gotta watch a bit full of sugar and we're right there, baby. Yeah, that's next. That's <laughs> next. After I get through Cure. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, this is my meh. It is a recommend, but it's a meh. Dave, worst? Tony, who was that, uh, that young woman you were talking about in Ginger Snaps? What was her name? Catherine Isabel? Yeah, I watched a film with her that wasn't Ginger Snaps. And uh, Ooh, it was pretty fucking awful. And oh. uh, the film I'm talking about, which turned 20 this year, if you want to feel old as shit. Thanks. It's a little film called Freddy vs. Jason. Oh, 
Goody. She goes out like a punk in that. She does, yes. Goody. <laughs> also, she's being raped at that moment, so oh, that's not great. No. That's, cool. that's a little Goody more icky. Gumdrops. Yeah, that's super icky. Yeah. I do not, no, I do not remember it like that. So she... It's been she 20 gets, years. She gets like... Yeah. Oh. Her, her part, she gets like fucking fucked up drunk. Like blackout drunk and she passes out in a cornfield oh. and she's dreaming and freddie is in the dream yeah but then some guy decides to rape her and then jason puts like a uh a pipe through them and then like whips him like to next year oh god <laughs> icky it's it's icky um <laughs> I don't so like basically, that. I love the setup of this movie. Sure. I, I love yeah. the setup. Yeah. Basically, in, um, I want to say Haddonfield, but that's not where, no. that's not where this takes place. Wherever Freddie hangs out. Um, in dreams, Dave. In dreams. Wherever, he used, to, wherever he used to, spring, springside. I don't sure. know. I, I'm, I'm sure somebody will yell at me for my nightmare on Elm Street knowledge. Anyways, they've all forgotten about Freddie. Right. So he he doesn't have power anymore. Yeah. So he takes it upon himself to find Jason and kind of possess and kind of inspire Jason to go on a killing spree there. Oh, to, to yeah. Like he goes straight to the house, yeah, yeah, yeah. like the the house the from Elm, on yeah. Elm Street, and then everybody people don't know. Like the young people don't know who Freddy is type thing. But the cops are all like, this seems like a Freddy murder type thing. Yeah, yeah. And then gradually Freddy is, tr- is everyone starts remembering Freddy and then he yeah. starts haunting them. And he's gaining his power back. Yeah. And then Jason doesn't want to be somebody's lapdog. And it kind of goes from there. Right. That is so a fun setup. It's a very, very fun setup. And Robert Unglund is fucking unhinged as Freddy. His last like yeah, feature yeah. film performance as Freddy and he is unhinged and like he's just got it but the movie is fucking terrible yeah it doesn't age I remember now that you mentioning the, the icky poorly. part with, with that actress it, like there was other icky scenes like there's like that that whole like dialogue between him and Kelly Rowland that's like really like messed up isn't it oh yeah she uses the F-A-G word oh yeah liberally oh god for a bit real <laughs> and uh, um what the fuck else this there's a lot of it's what it's from the cgi boom so there's a lot of cgi yeah, yeah, and like yeah. there's one part where like a freddy slug thing comes out with a hookah and smokes <laughs> smokes with a guy gets a guy high so he will go do his bidding oh my god and i was like this is fucking weird yeah it's just a very very strange movie that feels like an amalgamation of 10 years worth 10 to 15 years worth of scripts and not knowing do you think not landing on one yeah. solid idea so it's taking from all oh, of them yeah and then you watch the deleted scenes on the on the blu-ray and it fills in some of the other gaps where you're like, this seems like this should happen. And then that's a deleted scene. You're uh, like, oh, that makes sense. Right. But they cut it to they cut it to ribbons. And it's just. So just things happening. Things happening. Right. And then when they're fighting, like, obviously, it's fucking cool as shit. But like, yeah. it's just not very good. Yeah. And Jason Ritter's in it. And he's very cute. <laughs> it's adorable. Um, and. Uh, the last thing I want to say about it, other than at one point, like 
the can like the um, the speed goes up so it goes quicker <laughs> and i thought it was just my tv but then i watched it on another tv and i was like oh no that's just the movie <laughs> yeah, yeah great cool <laughs> they sped it up cool let's get this done let's get this done let's get this done Apparently, after this movie came out and made bank, they wanted to make a sequel. Right. And the sequel was going to be Freddy versus Jason versus Ash from Evil Dead. <laughs> Wild. <laughs> and then they never made it, but they made it into a comic series, which I totally forgot all about. Yeah, the comic yeah, book yeah. was fucking legendary. <laughs> and then they had like a sequel to the comic book, too. And yeah. just like, but... It never happened in real life on on film on, on film, celluloid, yeah. and they took that from us. Yes, they did. They took that from yeah, us, yeah. and I feel like it would have more than made up for what oh, a probably. shit show Freddy versus Jason is. Yeah. So don't be nostalgic like me during Spooktober <laughs> and watch fucking Freddy. Be a dick about it. Watch Freddy versus Jason because it's a pile of shit. Yeah. Okay. Fine. That wasn't high on my list anyway. <laughs> pile of shit. Even the kill The kills aren't even that good. Uh, some of them are. Chuck it in the bin. It needs to go in the bin. Fucking Robert Unglund deserved better. I just didn't like the dialogue. The dialogue was horrid. Yeah. And it did not age. It was just like, no, it's I was bad. just, it's just so icky. Yeah. It's fucking bad. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, speaking of bad dumpster fires yeah. and bad, yeah. um, I had the uh, distinct pleasure of watching a cinematic triumph. <laughs> I'm talking about Dennis Hopper's Catch Fire, or oh. to some people, it may be called Backtrack. Oh, it is directed. It is directed by Dennis Hopper uh, by means of Alan Smitty. Ooh. Oh no! <laughs> so let me just uh, paint a picture for you, boys. Please do. It is about a woman who is played by Jodie Foster. Mm -hmm. She witnesses a mob hit a mob hit where the lead mobster is joe pesci his number two is tony cicero polly walnuts yes oh um, polly walnuts his uh, consigliere is dean stockwell okay <laughs> all you're telling me is that i should watch this okay yeah yeah so she witnesses this so far on paper Okay. On paper. Sounds like a real good time, right? Yeah. And now I want to tell you that they hire a hitman, because she gets away, obviously. They hire a hitman to go and find her. Mm. The hitman is Dennis Hopper. Dennis mm. Hopper's, um, let's say, hobby mm -hmm. is to um, take his shirt off and be in a beater and slacks mm -hmm. and just play the saxophone. Okay. Okay. You still with me, guys? I'm, I'm still into it. I don't know where this is going. I'm still. You haven't. You haven't told me why it's bad yet. <laughs> so now, Jodie Foster's on the run. Yeah. Dennis Hopper is tracking her, finding her, studying her, basically like you know, like really finding what ticks. And then from there, I cannot explain to you, but he falls in love with her and then wants to run away with her. While still trying to kill her and outrun the mafia, who is led by Joe Pesci, mm -hmm. and this is this is like around Sounds of the Lambs, Jodie Foster, right? So she's only like in her late twenties. Yes, 
Yes. Yeah. I would say, yeah, because... And Dennis Hopper would be what? Like 93 at this point? Pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Um, can I... No spoilers. No spoilers. No spoilers. Okay. So the end, the end comes and you're like, wow, like... That's not really a good plan. Like, I don't know how they're going to get out of this one. Yeah. You know, like, how are we yeah. going to get out of this one, yeah. Scooby? <laughs> it would be really funny if they had, like, those things that, like, you know, would protect him in this sort of thing. I shit you not. It happens. You think of what would they would need to get out of it, and it happens. <laughs> and then it plays off like a nice little, like, piano as, like, yeah. the credits roll. They're coming out. Everything's all fine and dandy. And, you know, they go on their merry way. Like a deus ex machina? What are you talking about? What, Machina? What Machina. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's go with that. Let's go with that. Um, I would this, say machina, but yeah, you're right. Machina. When you talk about dumpster fires in Hollywood, <laughs> this is at the top. And I didn't think that they were right because, like, it came out on a special edition on Kino Lorber. Um, yeah, this movie is hot, hot garbage. And I'm I'm pretty sure I gave it a one and a half on Letterbox. Yeah. And it's only for two scenes. Oh no. And those two scenes featured Dennis Hopper on the saxophone. <laughs> fair. That's I don't know, man. Everything fair. you said doesn't tell me it's a bad movie. It tells oh, me like it's a movie I need to watch. Buddy. Jodie Foster also has a voiceover. And the narration is like a cross between like, you know, uh what was it? Patricia Arquette's uh voiceover in True Romance. Ugh. Very similar. Mm. Um, I'll I let him name my son, our son, Elvis. Yeah, I was I was curious on Letterbox whether you could look up Alan Smithy because it's fun. Mm. Uh, and yes, you can. And nice. he is a credited Letterbox director. Nice of, of pseudonym. Yes. Um, nice. And do you want to know the most popular Alan Smithy directed film? Yes. Is it Burn Hollywood Burn? No. Oh. That is on the list. Of course it is. But no. Uh, most popular uh, of all time on Letterboxd, Alan Smithy directed film, Hellraiser Bloodline. I love it. Ooh. The number two in that slot, just for funsies, is Maniac Cop 3. Nice. <laughs> Rough. Nice. I saw Maniac Cop 1. I saw Maniac Cop 1 and 2. Hmm. Only because Bruce Campbell was in it. They the lied. third, and I didn't even know this movie fucking existed, uh, is The Birds 2. <laughs> yeah, all I knew yeah, about that. I knew that I knew existed. About that one too. Yeah. 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 And uh, yeah, I don't really know what you did. You see, did you find Catch Fire? Uh, I haven't yet. There's also Blood Sucking Pharaohs in Pittsburgh. It sounds like a good time. Sounds, sounds actually like a good time. It sounds like a good time. Uh, let's get hairy. Is that, a, and, is, that uh, a, is that a porno? I don't know. There's also something called The Shrimp on the Barbie, which. Also, Ghost Fever. There, there's, you know what? There's there's, just titles. There's, we should have. What the hell is that? <laughs> I'm sorry. This movie is called Anatar. Okay. And I, I understand that this 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 uh, medium is not a visual medium, but I need to show both of you this poster because I <laughs> just show me the poster. Let's I, I can't show it. Let's I show, just show it to us. Show and tell. All right. All right. Yeah, All right. right. For the listeners, it's like. What the fuck is that? 
It's like a woman, but she has a duck for a mouth. And but like, some, not just a duck, a it's like a it's Howard a the Duck beak. Yeah, like a Howard the Duck like, beak. Yeah. What is happening? Yeah. And there's some eyes that looks like it's Dracula's like, eyes a, kind of thing. Is it a knockoff of Avatar? It's, it looks like it. It's called Anatar. Oh, God. I think so. It was It was made in 2023. <laughs> Oh, so it's brand well, new. Brand it's new. brand new. I didn't know they still call Alan Smithy on some of the show. It's, yeah, that's an Alan Smithy joint. Speaking anyway. of speaking of Howard the Duck, you motherfuckers need to come over to watch Howard the Duck. Well, obviously, <laughs> obviously, yes. James, anyway. your worst. My worst. Um, I don't really have one to really slot in that I, I much to say about. So it'll be nice and quick, I guess. Um, what I'll talk about. I recently watched. I don't know if I said this on the podcast already. I'm I'm drawing a blank, but I went through and watched all of the Shreks. Yeah, we talked about it last time. Um, Did you know Brian Darcy James is Shrek in the Shrek musical? Love. Yes, yeah, it's whack. <laughs> Love. Yo, I have the Shrek musical. I know you literally said that on the last podcast. Did I? Yes. I'm just. I'm just I don't gonna, even remember the last podcast. We yeah. had an, an animated debate about Puss in Boots. Yes, that's what we were talking about more. Um, so just my my other other shout out is after watching all of them, Shrek the Third is a pile of hot garbage. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, it does have it does have a very funny moment in it. And that is the only point that got two stars from me. Everything else is just terrible. The jokes are bad. It's like they, they is it, learned... Is it when the king dies and they play live and let die? That is pretty fucking funny. Jesus. <laughs> no, I was thinking more of uh, of fucking uh, Gingy's Vietnam War flashback he has. When Charming comes in, Charming's like, tell me what you know. And he just goes back into his head and he's like remembering being baked. And then he comes out of the oven and he's like, Gingy, Papa. And like, then it's his life. He meets a gingerbread woman and they fall in love and they get married. And then she dies. And then flash forward and he he's in like, he's being tortured by Farquaad. And then it comes back to the present and he's like on the good ship lollipop it's and charming's just like well i okay and just moves on it's just so it's so dumb and so funny what is um, happening Shinji's always a great character Shinji is excellent even Mungo is great, though. I love Mungo. Quinny loves Mungo. Mungo's great. He just calls him Big Cookie, though. It's Big Cookie. <laughs> Mungo's the greatest. He just always wants to watch the part with Big Cookie. It's just, you know, like, Shrek the first is great. The second one is also pretty great. And then it's just a fucking pit of despair in the third one. Well, it is they, just they, so like, bad. It, they bring it back a little bit in the fourth one, I remember, but... It, a little bit. A little just bit, a little not, bit. Just, it's, yeah. it's Shrek having a midlife crisis <laughs> again. <laughs> again, again. Because right. he doesn't want to do yeah. it again. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, anyway. It's garbage. Don't... Don't rewatch... Are they trying to make another Shrek? Yeah, apparently they're trying to do that. Why? Spoilers, Tony. At the end of Puss in Boots, they're traveling to far, far away. Yeah, 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 they do. Why would you ruin that? I would have been like... (laughs) You don't see anybody. You don't see anybody. You just see a boat, and it says far, far away. Yeah. So clearly, yeah. Going to visit some old friends. The idea is that they are going to make another one. I don't know that there's really any... Anything left to say? Left to say? They've said it again and again and again and again and again. Unless the kids are older and he's going to have to be, they're going to meet other, it's going to be like a meet the parents thing. They're all voiced by Mike Myers. (laughs) They're all voiced by Mike Myers. Okay, so what's Mike Myers doing? 
Not much. Not What's much. Cameron Diaz doing? She retired. And yeah. then she came back, and then she had such an awful experience making the movie that hasn't come out yet. It's for Netflix. She had such an awful experience that she, she retired, retired again. again. Yeah. <laughs> um, so she's, so she's, 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 she's probably gone. But what's Eddie Murphy doing? He's Not been much. doing stuff. Yeah, a few he, things. What's a good? What's the, a good? What's a good thing to get Eddie Murphy's legs back? Uh, Shrek Five. The new Beverly Hills Cop called Beverly Hills Cop. Or sorry, yeah, Beverly Hills Cop. Colon Axel Foley. Oh, cool. When's that coming out? Next year, I think. Yeah. Nice. Is it? Because they've been, they've, they've been saying that for like 15 oh, years. Oh, Netflix. Oh, God. Yeah, Netflix bought it. Of course they did. Yeah. But apparently they think that Axel Foley has the same marquee value as Maverick. <laughs> yeah, you know, totally. Never know. Which, never know. Odd. Yeah. I mean, go for it. Try. Shoot your shot. That you've already ended up on Netflix tells me a lot. Yes. But cool. Trek 5 coming, coming to you coming, soon. Coming soon, I guess. Coming soon. There. They'll just they'll just be like Fiona's uh, uh, off taking a dirt nap. <laughs> I'm Rough. sure she'll come back for it. Rough. I'm sure she will come back for it. They could just set her up in her home. She doesn't have to leave. It'll be fine. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like it's not. Yeah. It's not as intense. Like voice acting is an art form, but it's not as. Yeah. Yeah. yeah or yeah, sometimes yeah. it is, but it's a little easier to go into the booth than it is to. Yeah be in front of god knows how many people yeah should be fun anyway what's our best my worst uh, do we want to are we doing our usual thing tony you got a shutter minute for us buddy? Sure it's spooktober you better have fine. a fucking shutter minute seven shutter minutes yes i do just a shutter minute okay let's get spooky with it then evil lurking deep inside its darkness knows no limit so listen closely if you dare this is the shutter minute <laughs> for spooktober so what do you got i almost uh, took this from you because i just got a screener of when evil lurks which just mm, came out in theaters and i want to watch it so bad but i didn't get to see it so you can continue evil lurks will be on the shutter minute at the end of the month just i know be patient i know but i wanted to talk about it now okay well <laughs> uh i got um the new vhs sequel uh vhs 85 Cool. Super cool, right? Yeah. They got a feature, two feature shorts by some big names in horror. You got uh, David Bruckner. Nice. Uh, He directed the new uh, Hellraiser. Yep. And you got Scott Derrickson of the Doctor Strange variety. Yeah, nice. Doctor Strange variety. Yeah. Can I just say the three other shorts that were directed by the no name name people? I like those better. Really? It's okay. your standard. It's your standard VHS. If you've been, if you've seen yes. one, you've seen them all. But yeah. I like how I actually kind of liked how they did it. The kind of editing was kind of off, but I had to do some research just to make sure that it was all copacetic. Um, there is five shorts, but one short plays between them. Yeah, and then at the end. Oh, okay. Kind of thing, right? So you're getting little snippets. Of this short, uh, right? In between each. And okay. in between each. And I had to look that up because I had to see what the title was. They did all the title cards because there's never any fucking title cards. So you I never know. know what fucking yeah. short you're getting. Um but there was like one that was like kind of like pet cemetery ish. Like they're in the they're in a lake. Uh some teenagers get killed, but the only one the ones that got killed in the water, they rise again because like the water kind of like brings them out. Yeah. Um that one was kind of cool. Um 
a girl gets like half her face blown off and then she comes back and then they're like trying to like keep her mouth oh god <laughs> but it's like he's yeah, swallowing yeah, down yeah, so yeah. I kind of like the practical effect on that there was one that was in Spanish um, that one was about an earthquake and then it takes a quick left turn into like ancient gods and sacrifice that was oh, kind of cool alright um, what else there was another one with, with, with a, like it was like a body horror creature feature that was sure. a David Bruckner one um, that one was like an experience government experiments that kind of thing and then it goes fucking bananas yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, then there was like a slam poetry one. Ooh. Um, they were doing like slam poetry and she like did VR and then like a demon comes in the VR yeah, and then yeah, she's yeah. like fighting with the thing. So whatever sure. the demon does in the reality, it's happening to her and sure. they all think it's like a big like art, uh, right. thing. Okay. That one was kind of weird. Um, and then there's like the police kit. There's a police case one. That was a Scott Derrickson one. That one had like a lot of like sinister vibes to it. Yeah. Um, uh, didn't really amount to anything. I didn't really uh, like it. All right. Um, overall, if you like the VHS stuff, if you like the short film, they like there's a couple of good short films. I just remember VHS 99, which I covered on the Shutter yes. last year. Yep. Um, I remember having more fun during that. Uh, one. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. I still want to see VHS too. I hear that one was the best one. Sure. Uh, I want to see that one and I want to see VHS 94. Nice. You saw that one, didn't you? I did. Yeah. I like 94. Nice. I'm like, I've always kind of enjoyed them though. <laughs> they're, 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 just, like, they're like they're what fun. they're like whatever. They're not yeah. they're not it's they're, you know what like and they're even, anthology movies. Like how good can they that's, like And that's it. Like and like you even, like you like at least if there's at least one short that you like. It's been fine. Exactly. Yeah. Like it was even like, you know, think of think of anthology. Like I like horror anthology ones too. Like Creep Show was fun yeah. um, for that. And like it's just you know what when it's horror you can do smaller things as long yeah as you exactly make them, like decently spooking as long as there's one maybe two that you enjoy yeah it's a good time yeah. it's fine i liked uh i like body bags i saw body bags last sure. october body yeah. bags was uh john carpenter mm-hmm. and uh who's the other director dave do you remember on body bags body bags john carpenter did two and then another famous director i think it might have been joe dante might have mm. been someone someone of that 80s maybe tobe uh tobe hooper toby hooper toby toby Hooper. there you go yeah that one was really good too Fair. so yeah but yeah one to no see boom lower on the lower, scale lower on the no, scale for fair. sure that's fair but a fun watch yeah. i was really like you know i was telling you guys i was pretty excited for it yes um so it was it was decent Okay. Season. I was expecting good. more from the Bruckner and uh, Derrickson just because yeah, of who they are. Yeah. Um, but I was generally surprised with uh, the up and comers. So I'm really nice. looking forward to seeing what they uh, what they produce because awesome. they're probably going to be doing movies for Shutter now. That's awesome. <laughs> cool. Yeah, man. There's the Shutter minute. So we're going to talk about our main segment. Yeah. And talk about a uh, a little film. Yeah, it's uh, Craven the Hunter, right? That's what we're talking about this week. I wish. Is that in the? Uh, I guess that's alternate. Uh, it's alternate universe. T- alternate, alternate universe. Timeline. Tony, Tony, David, James. Yeah. Aaron in Taylor. The, Aaron Taylor Johnson. So hot. In, in another universe, we are talking about that movie. Uh, in this universe, we are talking about Fair Play, which was just at uh, the Toronto International Film Festival. Twas. And it did play at Sundance too. Yes, it, it played at Sundance. Played I got Sundance. to I got to watch it at Sundance. I, I was like when I when I was looking up the film on Letterboxd and saw David already seen it, I'm like, there's no way. Yeah. And then I saw the date that he logged and went, Oh fucking Sundance. Uh, um, I got it at I watched it at Sundance. Yeah. I could have watched it at Tiff, but then I heard that it was coming to Netflix. Yeah, it's right so here. I just, oh, yeah. uh, That's fine. Why waste the money? Um 
So I guess to to summarize it quickly as a as a Netflix, it's a Netflix film. Did we say what it was called? Fair play. Fair play. Fair play. Yes. Okay. It is an erotic thriller. It an is erotic not th- an erotic it thriller. Is erotic thriller marketed as a erotic thriller. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. Um, it's starring Phoebe Dynavor. Yeah, you got it. That's Dynavor. actually what I'm, I'm doing and right now. Alden Ehrenreich. Um, Aaron Reich. Aaron Reich. Aaron Reich. Sure. Um, as uh, as a couple, couple who both work at a hedge fund, and they're very much in love, and then one of them gets a promotion, and shit goes sideways. Hilarity ensues. Mm. The relationship is tested <laughs> in so many various ways. Um, is it a hedge fund? Is that what they're... It's a hedge fund, they're yes. Stock, they're stockbrokers, right? They're at a hedge fund, yes. Yeah. Specifically a hedge fund, which is why, like, the money that they're playing with and the the bets and losses that they make are so astronomically huge. Mm. Um, yes, it's a hedge fund. Okay. And it's very doggy dog fucking, like... Yeah. The way they... Like, it's... It's vicious and savage at this place, and it's toxic. I'm going to use this word toxic quite often. Yeah. Uh, Eddie Marzan. That's what I was just going to say. I'm like, Eddie Marzan played an absolute bastard in this, and he was was excellent. He's a piece of shit. But he is, he's, he doesn't, the way he, the way he keeps a straight face in every scene. I don't know how he does it because yeah. he just like you could see it in the eyes that he's yeah. getting enraged. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, just, just nothing comes through. There's just that. one part yeah. I just remember where he's like you could see that he's enraged and he's just like, "You done?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's so so good, fucking good at this. So good. Okay, so I've talked about this movie before. I yeah. fucking love it, James. You told me you didn't like it. Tell me why. <sighs> I don't think it was enough of anything that it wanted to be. Um, I think it was it. it, I guess if I was going to phrase it in a in a sort of uh, colloquial way, it pulled its punches a lot of what it could have been. There was things that felt like it set up in here that then they just kind of like didn't bother doing anything with. Like there was a moment in this where, um, you know, so. So she gets the promotion um, over him, even though there was a rumor going around that was probably going to be him and then it ends up being her. Anyway, he he starts spiraling out from that and is just a stupid butthead about it. Um, Yeah, he's a little shit weasel. Yeah, but there's this whole moment where like he's like looking up. uh, He was looking up that like self-help uh, you know, craft your own narrative fucking oh, yeah. workshop thing that had I don't uh, I can't remember that his cost name. Three thousand dollars. Three thousand dollars. Even though he got like a little bit of a a break from it because he bought the whole package. Because he bought the whole package, yeah, like three hundred dollars off or whatever. Yeah, ten percent off. off. Um, is it Patrick Fisher? Yeah, Patrick Fisher. I love when Fischler. he shows up. Patrick Fischler is, is the guy. Shit and you, weasel. And you and see he him, is also a shit weasel. You see him once in this fucking like promo video on the website before this man buys this thing and starts like listening and going down this thing. And then it's kind of briefly mentioned every like, oh, you threw out my notes! Because, you know, whatever. Um, 
it felt like to me at that moment, like there was something else that they could have done with it. Like, I don't know why it was there. Like it didn't. It was to show his progression and where he's going. I guess, but like it felt like it was supposed to do, especially because of the the subject matter and the content of it. Like I felt like it should have done more. It's like craft your own narrative, don't like others do that. And then there was this moment, sort of shortly after that, where you know he was he was uh, pitching a move to make. He pitched one move and it fucking blew up in their face and was terrible, um, and it looked badly on her. Um, but then he. He wanted to pitch another one, and like, I felt like if 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 the movie wanted to, it could have followed down this path of him like gaslighting her into believing like a whole bunch of shit and like literally sabotaging her career, um, by way of like doing the stupid like craft your own narrative and no one can tell you what to do sort of thing. And um, but it didn't do that. It just was just like, yeah, you you should you should invest in this one. She's like, no, I'm gonna do this instead. And then it just went on and he just continued to spiral on his own kind of thing. Um, I don't know. It just I, I I wanted something else to happen during it. It just it didn't feel like it dealt enough financy. It didn't feel like it dealt enough relationship. It just kind of like was a movie. I thought there was lots of relationship. E. And I thought it was very much like a War of the Roses, like kind of like gender spat thing with a fucking yeah. shit weasel, uh, a fucking what lot you, of fucking what? What would you call him? Insecure. Yeah. Insecure kind of toxic because the yeah. toxicity yeah. really comes out after he does that, after he starts taking that course. That's where things really start taking a turn yeah. for him. Yeah. So when you're saying, like, he's asserting himself, that's when he starts really fucking spiraling down the hill. Yeah. And, yeah, the finance stuff is, like, kind of background. But, like, I thought it was very much a piece about gender dynamics and you know men thinking they deserve things about women and that they can't be as good as the boys and that they have to sleep their way to the top it's all that and just like her insecurities too with her mother and with needing to please this guy because she knows because maybe inherently she knows she has to keep him kind of up or he's gonna turn on her which kind of happens happens anyway kind of happens anyway and it's also about her learning to assert herself and not be fucking not submit type thing not like her being a leader yeah to stand on her own and to stand on her own sure i don't know i just as a film it didn't work for me everyone's praising it and i'm just like i thought it was fine i i don't it, it didn't blow my fucking brains off. Like, everyone's like, oh, it's great for gender dynamic. I'm like, this isn't anything new. Like, this is... No, it's, it's not anything fine. new, but it's... I think it's well-written, well-framed, and I think it just... It moves. I guess. It moves, and it doesn't feel... Maybe it does pull its punches, but I don't feel like it's too preachy, and I don't... I feel like it's very... Neo, like I don't want to say fucking raw and authentic. I need to come up with something else or visceral. <laughs> oh god, it just feels very like down in the dirt, grit. Like this is kind of like 
this is the shittiness. This is the shit. Yeah, I guess. And Until, like the top, know, and and the then both of them are shitty. And the inherent toxicity of yeah. the finance game and like the dog eat dog world yeah. of that because yeah. everybody in that office is a piece of shit. Absolutely, including her. Including her. But like she's no, not at no the beginning, but her. as she starts going yeah. down the path, she's pretty yeah. shitty too. By the end, she's legitimately assaulting people. Not that she, you know, was uh, saved from that either. But like, I mean, you did break a bottle over a guy's face. No, but it's like that old saying: when you like when you mess around with monsters, you eventually become a monster. Yeah, and, that's and that's literally what happens. Yeah. yeah. And then the entire ending as well. Yeah, you either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Exactly. Right? I I thought they were both uh, great. I thought they were both great. I thought they were both great. I just, yeah. I guess there was, I didn't have anyone to root for. I didn't. You don't need anybody to root for. I guess. You you were basically basically just on the ride of seeing how um, they're they're in this competitive in this competitive company, right? And it's very dog eat dog, right? But they're also trying to have a relationship, and like they're they're both playing different people, right? Because they're different people Mm. when they're together, and then they're they're a different person when they're at work, right? Because they can't have that interaction. Because it's, it's against like, company because policy. Because it's against company yeah. policy, but right? somehow, somehow, like, I don't know, like, her paychecks would yeah. say the address. Yeah. And yeah. Like, she, no starts, getting, knew. she yeah. starts getting picked up and, like, they yeah. both pop out at the same time. Like, nobody's talking no one, about this. Exactly. Exactly. Right? And, like, honestly, I don't know. So as, they're, all wearing, as, they're all wearing masks. So they're all trying to find out who, who they really yeah. are, right? As someone I put it on Letterboxd, uh, this was neither erotic nor thrilling. And I agree. <laughs> I would say it's not erotic, but it's definitely I I was thrilled by it. I think nah. I think for me, when I saw it at Sundance, I had an absolute knockdown, brutal fucking fight with Alyssa, like oh. before I watched it. And I was amped up. And when I watched it, I was like, holy shit, I'm in I'm just fucking in the mood for this. Yeah. This is this is my shit right now. Yeah. And then I fell asleep during cat person. But, you know, yeah. I don't know. It spoke to me and the gender dynamics. I really liked both of those things. Sure. And yeah, I loved Eddie Marzan. He's, I, he's I have so no qualms there. fucking good in this. They also, I will say they wasted, uh, like, I don't even know why he was fucking in the movie. But the guy from Mad Men? Rich Summer, yeah. Yeah. If I, why was he there? He was the number two. To just I wish he did. I wish he did more. He was yeah. kind of like he was kind of like on the sidelines, being like, "Yeah, man, you know, totally." Like he was just trying to like just get in yeah. his jab, just get yeah. in his jab. Like I feel like maybe he had like a bigger role because like he's been in things. He's done. He still things. has some good scenes. Yeah. He does chew up the scenery in some of the I moments. Think it's though. The, I think it's a two hander. Yeah, a, a two hander featuring Eddie. Yeah, type thing. Yeah, and like the intensity or the um, the paranoia with the mother on the phone it that that really like fucking like my, well, even my hair, the up. hair the hair on the back of my neck kept going up yeah. every time something I will to do say with the, the mother the moments came up. the moment the moments with the mother was just very like oof i don't i don't like how close this feels and because i was listening yeah. to that audiobook yeah. about the mother type yeah. things so i kept going shitty in my head parents being shitty tony so I am just going to insert myself right between both of your opinions. Sure. Ooh. Ooh. There were some things that I didn't like about it. 
I didn't like that. They 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 held they held back. They could have they they could have yeah. gotten more balls to the wall. Um, specifically the ending. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I I still I still like lines, it. I love. I still like it. There's a moment where I was just so uncomfortable, and it's when they go into the close up, and it's just their faces, and it's like very like in your face, very claustrophobic, and I was like, oh, what's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? Mm. Um. But I like what it speaks to about gender, and I like how they kind of play with that. Um, they twist certain things. They use words against each other. They misinterpret things. Sure. Um, and that speaks a lot. I, that really spoke. That, that spoke a lot to me about the whole communication thing and how one interprets one's words, um, especially in a relationship like that. Um, Aiden reminded me a lot of Dane Alden. De- Alden. Alden, sorry. Um, Alden reminded me a lot of Dane DeHaan. When he was speaking, I kind of saw Dane DeHaan. I don't know why, mm. but it just he his performance reminded me a lot of him. Um, Phoebe is the actress's name. Phoebe Dynever. Yeah. She was Electric. on Bridgerton. Yeah, she was on Melissa said that because Melissa watched it with me. She pointed it out immediately. Um, she was fucking electric. She was amazing. Very, very well done. Um, I liked I liked her progression more because she was like the sweet and like, you know, she just wanted to make her make her man happy. And then she slowly turned into a monster. Right. You were still in her corner, though, because like, you know, Alden was a piece of shit. Um, But she definitely wasn't all that innocent in in the thing right yeah she gets her hands dirty she gets her she gets her hands dirty and i like that and i like that last moment when um when she's talking to eddie and he was just like you know sometimes we get our hands dirty sometimes we do some disgusting things you just gotta let it go let it go and like that that was really that was a really fucking powerful scene um because it just like speaks to like how fucked up the financial the finance world is and how these finance bros just think they run the fucking world and how they can treat anyone the like the way they can mm. treat anyway the way they want and they're just fucking awful but it's not all it's every industry too like, exactly and, and it's how like she that, joins the boys club type exactly thing. right yeah. like the the strip club scene that one was fucked that was like that was a great scene, right? Because like, again, it speaks to her progression where she's like very like, you know, like these guys are fucking disgusting. These guys are like, I don't know. I don't like what they're doing. And then she has that moment of realize where she's like, you know what? Fuck it. And then she lets go. And then, right. And then sure. you hear um, them talking about her and then it just speak, goes right into uh, Alden's um, paranoia. And it just fucking, he starts like cracking and seeing him chip away. Um, but yeah. Overall, decent movie. Enjoyed it, but I wanted a little bit more of it. I wanted a little bit more Fatal Attraction. Mm. I thought it was rock solid. I loved it. It's on my top ten. Oh God, get it off! I can see, I can see your point. Yeah, but I can also see his point, and so that's why I'm just right in the middle. I just want to say, you know, if. If my woman gets more money than me and she's bringing home checks for $575,000 for a commission, purse, like nothing, that's a commission. Cool. You're cool. Gonna, Fuck it. You're cool. Gonna, you're going to sit in the corner and make that fucking sandwich for her. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. Like, you know what? I'm going to grit my fucking yeah. teeth and just suck it up. Yeah. Because yeah. you know what? That just, that just paid for our fucking fancy apartment in new york for yeah. what three months four exactly. months yeah i'll make your sandwich oh your feet hurt 
no, no problem. problem. I'll take care of it. I will be a stay-at-home daddy. Yeah. If she that's what she if that's what she's bringing home on a commission check. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> Swallow my pride. Fuck it. Fuck Alden. He's so good. He's so good at playing a shit weasel. He's yes. having a great year with between this and Oppenheimer. Great yes. year for him. Yeah. And yeah, Phoebe, star. A star. But I'm sorry you didn't like it. Nah. Can't win them all. Nope. But at least we're not just sitting here jerking jerking exactly. it off. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, just yeah. I I don't know. I saw your rating at the end. I was like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> like, no. I'm just a fan of gender and tox toxicity. Yeah, I'm, that seems to be a topic we talk about a lot. Yeah. <laughs> we have to, like, there's, there's, infl- there. there's there's a, like an influx in like gender movies a, where they really speak to like gender identity. Yeah, we're gonna have a spinoff show that we're just gonna psychoanalyze each other on like why we're talking about this. Oh so my much. god, why we're talking about shitty men? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yes. At least this one's also like just shitty, just yes. shitty people. I was gonna say if anybody watches this movie and then sees any part of themselves or their relationship in it, you have problems. Seek help. Seek help. <laughs> I, I do. That wasn't saying you. <laughs> that wasn't directed at you. Just in general, because good fucking God, they're both toxic individuals. They're Gen Z fucking promised everything and think they deserve, or at least he thinks he deserves <laughs> everything. That's not Gen Z. Why did she? Or, that's millennial. Okay, so she, yeah. sorry, millennial fucking. Why did she think it was a good idea to tell him that he was going to get the promotion? Like, shouldn't have she just well, she didn't know. fucking mouth? No, but she didn't know. She heard, she literally heard an officer and was like, it's, it, that's what I'm hearing. Like, this. But why would she you? never promised. Oh, she was like, man. I'm hearing. No. That's what people are I saying. I wouldn't have said anything. Would have said nothing. She didn't know. She didn't think she was even in consideration. No, like, she yeah. thought she was a nothing. Yeah, that's true. A little cog in the machine that no one noticed her. Yeah. Which is why it burned him so bad. Of course. Exactly. Movie's got a movie. Movie's got a movie. I don't think it's movie's got a movie. I think that's just fucking real life, boys. Yeah, I guess. Movie's got a movie. Movie's got a movie. Neither erotic nor thrilling. <laughs> yeah, like, don't fucking say it's an erotic I, yeah. thriller. Like, a that's lot of such people, a letdown. There's yeah. been a number of people who have pointed that out where they're like, maybe don't mark. Like, it's good. Yeah. It's great movie. Don't market it as an erotic thriller because yeah. it's neither of those things. It's thrilling yeah. and it's fucking suspenseful, but it's not no. erotic no. whatsoever. No. Not at all. Not even slightly. Not at whatsoever. all. Anyway. Yeah. Maybe it's erotic in the uh, the Gen Z approach to no sex in movies. There is well, yeah, like, I get, you know what I mean. I guess, like, I guess pulling, it's a, it's that level. It, the level that they put in there is erotic by today's standards. I guess I guess you're right too because Tony brings up Fatal Attraction, which would yeah. be like the like the, the when you think of the, erotic thriller, the, you think that movie yeah. or Basic Instinct because apparently Michael Douglas just makes erotic thrillers. Right, sure it does. Where he sticks his dick in crazy. Yeah, <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it, Michael Douglas. You should know better. But they don't make those movies anymore. Yeah. So like, just a touch of nudity and a touch of sex, and immediately it's, it's erotic. Because. They don't make those movies yeah. anymore, so maybe that it's a is goddamn shame. That is kind of what it yeah, is maybe. too. So maybe that's why they're marketing it like that. Because yeah, we don't. They don't make that kind of movie anymore. Yeah, I don't know. 
Anyway, let's go uh, recommend, not recommend. I'm at a... Sure. Dave is through the fucking roof. I mean, it's on Netflix. I'll, it's on Netflix. It's, 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 the barrier to entry is very yeah. low. Yeah. It deserves to be seen. Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> I don't know, man. You didn't see fucking Pool Man or fucking finger, Finest sure. Kind. So, sure. <laughs> so, like, there's been some putrid shit this year. Let me it's tell you solid. a story. <laughs> no. But... We're doing live. We're doing Finger Guns live commentary. For Our first live commentary. Yeah. It will be For two hours commentary. long because that is how long Finest Finest Kind is. A commentary track. All right, let's That's, do it. I'm very excited. We're doing it. I don't care. Very, very excited. We are the finest kind. It's yes. true. We, we are. schedule that. We will once we find out when it fucking comes it, out. If it ever comes out. Oh, it'll come it's out. Coming, right. buddy. It's coming. It's coming. All right. Um... Yeah, so that wraps up Fair Play. Uh, do we have a new blue today, buddy? It's not new, but I can definitely discuss a blue. Sure. A blue. A 4K? No. A blue. What did that boy buy? It's Dave's Suspense is killing me. It shouldn't. Um, (laughs) So just because I mentioned Freddy vs. Jason earlier, um, I'm still digging through the Friday the 13th collection, the deluxe collection from Screen Factory, which was supposed to be limited when it came out in 2020, I think. Yeah. I think that's when it came out. Yeah, it came out in 2020. And I'm still digging through it because there's so much shit in this. Like, not shit. There's so much... There's so many features and Content. so many. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. a lot. It's worth the money for this this box set. It's on sale right now uh, on the Shout Factory website for their Shocktober um, their Shocktober sale, as well as like I guarantee you, like Prime Day hasn't happened yet, but it's it's going to be on Prime Day too. Like, oh, it's tomorrow. It's tomorrow or, or today. today. Yeah, today. So I wouldn't be surprised if it shows up as yeah. like a lightning deal. It is. All the Friday the 13th movies and Friday the 13th adjacent movies, yeah. as in Freddy, Freddy versus Jason. Yeah. There's a 3D version of Friday the 13th Part 3. Oh, I watched that cool. one recently. Yeah. Did you watch in it in 3D? 3D? I did not. Then no. you didn't watch it. But you could see, you could literally tell there's like, there's a scene where they like put up like a broom handle and the broom handle's like right in the lens. <laughs> or like, okay, we know what that is. But it's just, they all look great. Um, they're the first four, I believe, are um, remastered 4K uh, masters, but they're on Blu-ray. They came out with Paramount on Steelbooks as 4K versions, right? But they all look great. Plethora of special features. If you've ever ever liked anything to do with Friday the Thirteenth, yeah, like this has to be on your shelf, sure, because it's a work of art. And by now. They, the replaced discs are probably the proper discs are probably in there now because you had to replace a couple of discs. Oh, but at least they at least they corrected that. Awesome. But yeah, this Friday the Thirteenth collection, the deluxe collection from Scream Factory. Yeah, a little an oldie but a goodie. But since it's it's Shocktober, Spooktober, Spooktober, I thought it was a relevant one. Oh, I like that. Nice, That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Cool. Cool. All right. All right. Does that wrap us up then? All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Sure. 
fucking does. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Nice. Thanks, everyone. This has been a good way back. We got, we're back in two weeks. Mm-hmm. We got some more spoofs to talk about in two weeks. Of course. Yeah. If me and you survive seeing The Exorcist in 35 millimeter. Oh, I can't wait to get to talk about that next time. Yes, sir. Um, till then, I wish you all a spooky rest of the October season, and uh, we'll see you just before Halloween for some some more chills and thrills. Ooh, spooky. Spooky. <laughs>